Second Corinthians eleven thirteen says, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. Who made them apostles? They made their self apostles. <laughs> are they real apostles? Not of the Lord. They are false are fake apostles. We were talking about fake faith, and there's fake apostles, and there's fake prophets. But how many of that doesn't do away with the real thing? Just like there is a real faith, there also are real apostles and real prophets, just like there's real pastors and teachers and evangelists. Verse 14, and no marvel for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. How many know the devil never comes in a red suit <laughs> with a pitchfork? <laughs> with a name tag. It says devil. <laughs> he's tricky. He's he's a deceiver. He pass he he endeavors to pass himself off. I know a fellow one time was trying to tell me he he came up arguing with me about something I had taught from the Word. He said, well, well, he said, I, I hear all that. He said, but I had a vision, and I saw an angel, and the angel told me, and it was completely contradictory to the Scriptures I had read that day. I said, well, my brother, what about the Bible? It doesn't agree. He said, well, yeah, but I know what I saw. I said, sir, I don't doubt that you saw something. I don't doubt you saw an angel. I don't doubt that it was real. But that doesn't make it God. I don't know that he enjoyed it or not, but I said, brother, I said, I don't care if, if a 50-member angel choir descends through the ceiling tomorrow morning as you're waking up and sings to you in multiple harmonies, with a light show. <laughs> if it disagrees with this book, it ain't God. It may be spectacular. It may be spirit. How I many understand? Satan himself tries to pass himself off as an angel of light, doesn't he? And he's fooled a lot of people with a lot of things. And that's one reason why you need to read your Bible every day and you need to be fed on the Word. Why? So you recognize stuff that's wrong, not just be moved by spiritual experiences. There are things that are real. They are real and they are spiritual. And they are not God. But the enemy tries to pass himself off that way. He said... Satan himself has transformed him into an angel of light, verse 15. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness. Uh, where are these ministers he's talking about? They're, they're in the church. <laughs> Probably preaching somewhere this morning. <laughs> You're laughing, but where are they? They're not just in the church, first church of Satan. You know, one of the devil's favorite things, his first uh, preference was be that nobody believes there is a devil. It gives him freedom and liberty to move around 
and to say and do stuff. He's very, very subtle. He's very deceptive. You talk about an actor. He invented acting. But it's, don't, don't get concerned to go, well, I, man, how can I tell the, the, the real from, from the wrong? Well, the book, we've already talked about this. Check everything by the book. But also I'd say this. One of the biggest things, one of the biggest differences between God and the devil, and there are many, <laughs> is simply this. Love. God is love. The devil has no love, can't love, is devoid of love. And so if it's God, you're going to see this love in it every time. But notice what, that's what he's trying, the Spirit of God through him is endeavoring to get them to see about their new and improved super apostles that are replacing him. And making him obsolete. Keep reading. He said, verse 19, you suffer fools gladly seeing yourselves are wise. They think they are. For you suffer if a man bring you into bondage, if a man devour you, if a man take of you, if a man exalt himself, if a man smite you on the face. How many understand this is what these guys were doing? They were being pushy. They were being demanding. And somewhere or another they thought, oh man, look at them. Look how bold they are. Whew. He said, I speak as concerning reproach as though we had been weak. He said, you thought we were weak because we didn't treat you like that and push you around. And somewhere or another you think that they are a superlative apostle to us because they're so pushy and so demanding. This is not God. In fact, he had to, he, he's talking to them because they said, you know, his letters are real bold. But when he's there in person, he's just so meek. He's just a little weak guy. And he's having to tell them, uh, you don't want me to come with a rod. <laughs> but people who really walk in love, you could be deceived into thinking they're naive. Or that they're weak. Right? Because they're not, they're not pushy. They're not demanding. You know, as Christians, we have authority in Jesus' name over demons, Amen. over disease. We have a right to command demons to shut up and leave, command disease to get out. We don't have a right to command each other like that. No, we don't. Not each other. And real leaders of God, they will lead. And they won't let you lead them. But if you don't want to follow, they will not try to make you follow. It's completely up to you. Can you see this? Isn't that how God is? Will God make you do something? He will not. Now the devil, if you don't stop him, he'll run everything. He's a manipulator. He's a controller. And real faith is accompanied by real humility. Another area where this manifests is, like we said, people being too, too forward and asking and calling it faith. How many remember uh, 
King Solomon's mother came to ask him a special favor one time. She came and she said, and he treated her with such respect. He brought a seat up and had her sit down beside him in the throne room. And she said, I want to ask you something, son. He said, ask, mother, whatever. And she asked for a special favor for his brother. And it was a setup, trying to undermine his authority on the throne. And he said, why don't you just ask for the throne for him? Ooh. And people died that day. And he was right. How many understand she shouldn't have asked it? Can you ask things you shouldn't have asked? How many remember, uh, who was it? Uh, Boanerges, the sons of thunder? Their mother came and had a favorite ass of Jesus one time. You remember that? She said, Jesus, I want to ask you something. He said, uh, I would like for you to put my two boys, one on each side of you, in the eternal kingdom. He said, you don't know what you're asking. Now see, we have a right to come to God and ask things. But when you look at people and ask them for things, you can miss it big time. We've had people write into us numerous times and say, well, Brother Keith, you know, the Bible said, uh, let your request be made known. So we're letting you know what we need. Well, no, that's not what that verse said. It said, let your request be made known unto God. Well, the Bible said you have not because you ask not. Yeah, ask of God, of God. And what you're getting into is covetousness. Somebody say covetousness. Go with me to... Uh, Timothy again, please. First Timothy, the sixth chapter. You know, parents need to watch about asking for their kids for favors and for special treatment. It's not faith. And a lot of times people say, well, I wouldn't ask for myself, but I'm at, and usually that means you shouldn't be asking at all when you start out like that. I tell our staff all the time, don't ask for favors. In the business world, we're doing business with these people that don't ask for favors. There's too many people out there, churches and preachers, begging with their hand. Can you help the church? Can you give the church a discount? Can you, do you have a preacher discount? Uh, you know, do you have a man of God discount? Uh, do you have a, any kind of discount? That's pitiful. That's pitiful. That's being a beggar, not a believer. Amen. And there's some people who are so distorted in their thinking that they think some way or another this is faith. That if I'll just ask enough, that's some kind of faith. No, you're supposed to ask God and believe and expect Him. And then let Him use whoever He wants to. And if He doesn't deal with them, you leave them alone. We need to get this straight. People ask things of people they should not ask. And now listen, if they're foolish enough to ask you, you just be bold enough to tell them no. They're putting pressure on you, putting you in an uncomfortable position, trying to look to you to meet their need, looking to you as being their provider. Then just, just say no. You don't want to do things because people put pressure on you. That's not being led by the Lord. You can waste seed. You can miss God like that. 1 Timothy 6, are you there? 1 Timothy 6 and 10. 6.10 says, For the love 
of money is the root of all evil. Not just money itself, the what? The love of the money, which while some coveted after, they have what? They have what? They, they've got into error where faith is concerned because of coveting. Now listen, I know how the enemy works. He, he tried to do some of this stuff with me in the beginning of days of me learning how to live by faith. I'm, I know one particular thing I was believing for. This is many years ago. And somebody I knew got one. And, the, and I knew what kind of person they were. They, uh, they, they'd do anything the Lord told them to. If the Lord told them to give it to me, uh, they would have. I knew that. And the devil began to bring thoughts to my mind. Well, uh, he is dealing with them to do it, but you need to claim it. Now, of course, I never said a word to them, thank God. But the enemy kept bringing those thoughts to my mind. You need to claim that so God could have a right to deal with them. Error. Somebody say error. What, what, is that faith? What is it? Is covetousness. I have a right to claim one, not theirs. Never theirs. Well, the Lord told me that they were going to give it to me. Well, then keep your mouth shut and watch. Find out if you heard right or not. Say not a word to them. If he really is dealing with them, you don't want to get in there and muddy the waters. But there's a bunch of stuff going on in the name of faith. People dropping hints. They're going, hee, hee, hee. Is God dealing with you to give me that? Hee, hee, hee. That ain't funny. We live by faith. Faith is serious business to us. We, if God deals with us, we obey him. Right? God deals with other people and they obey. This ain't games. This ain't playing. And it is not faith to be dropping hints and to be asking people for stuff and pulling and asking and pulling. No, don't you be deceived now. The Lord is not dealing with you to claim something that belongs to somebody else. He can get you your own. And he may not use them at all. Right? And if he does, that's between them and the Lord. Not you. Is this okay? Can you see what covetousness will do with faith? Caused them to err from the faith because of the covetousness. I know years ago when I first got to Ramah, uh, Brother Hagen uh, Sr. was teaching a healing school and I was helping there as a volunteer. And a young Ramah student sent him a note. <laughs> I guess I'll always remember it. Brother Hagen had a red Bronco that he drove in the wintertime. It was four-wheel drive. And this would have been, I don't know, 25 years ago. And uh, this young Rama student let him know that he had claimed his Bronco <laughs> and he believed he received it and that it was his and that he would let him continue to drive it through the Christmas season. <laughs> but then he'd be ready to pick it up. Now, the reason I'm talking about this is he's calling this faith, isn't he? 
And I don't know the young man's heart. He might have been deceived about some of this. He might have just been just this ignorant about faith. But, but again, how can you tell that it's not real faith? Such an absence of love. How many understand love wants you to have it more than me? Right? If one of us has to do without it a while, love would rather I'm the one did without. You enjoy it. I believe God for one of my own. Right? But covetousness is willing for you to sacrifice so I can get what I want. And I notice Brother Hagen kept that thing for year after year after year and drove it till we thought the wheels would fall off. <laughs> Something in him made him want to keep that truck. <laughs> after it was old and wore out, we kept telling Brother Hagen, get you a new truck. He said, ah, this is just fine. I like my Bronco. So that guy never got close to that Bronco. People who know real faith, this stuff bothers them. It irritates, it annoys them. Because it's the kind of thing that brings reproach on legitimate believers and those that walk by faith. Let me go over again real slowly. How many know, even from the beginning in the Ten Commandments, it's written, thou shalt not covet. You don't covet your neighbor's wife or husband. You don't covet your neighbor's house or your neighbor's car or your neighbor's clothes or your neighbor's jewelry or your neighbor's donkey or your neighbor's anything. Right? You do not covet. That means, let me, let me break it down a little, a little closer. You don't claim it. Well, the Lord told me to claim it. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he didn't tell you to claim their stuff. It's deception. It's error. And beware of asking for things. Like we're talking about, you want to tell the staff, don't ask for favors. A lot of people ask for favors because they're lazy. They just want other people to do their job for them. So they're always asking for favors. Ask, well, could you do this for me? Could you do that for me? You do that, people get tired of hearing you call. And then something come up and you really do need a favor, they're not inclined. But if you never ask for favors... How many of you have got two kind of people in the world? Givers and takers. Which one are you? How would you know you're a taker? You always want something. Every time people see you, they wish, you know, they try to avoid you. Because they know you're going to ask for something. <laughs> you, that, you always want something. And anytime you get something good, you pull it out and they go, can I have that? Can I wear that? Can I borrow that? Can I use that? Is God dealing with you? <laughs> mm. Makes me want to growl. <laughs> this is ungodly. Hmm? And it's it's reproachful. It's begging. Believers are not beggars, are they? What the psalmist say? I've been young and now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken. I've never seen his seed begging. Believers don't have to beg. If God is as big as we say he is, if he can do all the stuff we say he can do, then why are we hollering about preacher discounts? 
Why are we hollering about, can you give the church a hand? Can you help the church? Can you help the church? Oh, shut up. <laughs> and stand up and be a man and be a woman and quit begging and believe for your own. Believe for your own. Quit dropping these little hints. Quit pulling. Quit asking for favors all the time. Give favors. Don't call them and ask for something. Call them and give them something. They'll be glad to see you next time. Right? And then if it ever comes up that you need something, they'll be ready to help you. God can deal with them to give you favor and they'll be ready to do it. Because they've known you for three years and you've never asked for anything. Then if something does come up, You'll pray and ask God for favor and he'll deal with them without you saying a word and their heart will be inclined to you and they'll do favors for you. But not because you pulled on them. Not because you asked. When it comes to personal things, you don't have to ask anybody. You don't have to tell anybody. You can just tell the Lord. Just you and him. And he'll do it. And when it happens, you'll be so excited because you know nobody knew. Had to be God. I told in the first service uh, some years ago, I saw a guitar that I just thought was beautiful. It was a limited edition Gibson Les Paul gold top. Some of the top players in the world, that's what they play. And uh, I, I, I don't play much, but I like that guitar. And I thought, I'd like to have that. I'm, I'm in my car by myself. I said, Lord, I'd like to have one of them. I'm just asking for one right now in Jesus' name. I believe I received one. Nobody in the car but me. Nobody heard it. Phyllis didn't know it. Nobody knew it except the Lord. Of course, he's enough. And several months passed. I'm in another state having a meeting. Had a great service that night. I come out. I've got a rental car. I'm right by myself. I got a rental car. And I came out to get in the car. And before I, I saw something on the trunk. I thought, what is that? I got out and I looked. It's a guitar case. It said Gibson on the outside. I thought, uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I, before I got in, I had to open up and look what's inside. I opened up. What do you think? What do you think? Pull back the velvet cover. Gibson Les Paul. Gold top. I, you know, how would anybody have known? No, not a soul knew. I didn't tell anybody. Phyllis didn't know. Nobody knew that I had asked for one of those. How many know that helps your faith? You know God is real. God heard you. Not you plus anybody. Just you. And he moved supernaturally. Now when it comes to the church, this is not just mine and Phyllis's stuff. We're going to tell you what's going on. We're going to tell you what we're believing. But for my personal stuff, I don't have to tell you anything. We don't have to tell you anything. You don't have to tell anybody anything. And you need to watch about telling things lest you be in a fake faith or dropping hints or asking for favors. Say it out loud, real faith. Real faith works by love. Just close your eyes right now. Covetousness is ugly. Make up your mind you'll have no part of it. If somebody's got something nice like what you'd like to have, you're glad for them to have it. You're not coveting their stuff. God will give you your own or better. Hallelujah. Everybody said out loud, Father God, I repent for any fakeness. I repent for any lack of love 
any covetousness, any asking when I shouldn't have, any dropping hints, playing with the things of God. I repent. Your things are holy. Your faith is real and precious and powerful. I will not look to man to meet my needs. I will not put pressure on anybody. My eyes are on you. I look to you. My faith is in you. And my love is toward others. And my faith works by your love. Hallelujah.